Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we are going to be talking about playing devil's advocate and uh, why men do this and why women hate it and why the only kind of man who should be using devil's advocate is a man who is just getting laid too much and he just needs a break from being attractive to women because devil's advocate can really get you that break that you need but actually no men actually want that break so never do this and I will teach you how to engage instead. Um, So before we talk about that please do uh, subscribe. Obviously, subscribing is helpful to me and also helpful to you because it allows you to hear all of my different episodes that otherwise you really wouldn't hear because you are too cheap. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, but I mean, you should. You should be paying to hear them because they're quality. So that's... um, oral sex on women and I don't need to even say the other ones but there's like 40 of them but and everybody just cares about oral sex on women also attachment theory and like a million others 40 others anyhow um moving forward so a lot of men use this devil's advocate style when they're communicating with their wives and it goes something like this the wife will come in and be like Oh, work sucked today. My boss is such an asshole. And, um, you know, he just, he only gave me like a day to do this presentation. He's such a jerk. And then her husband, who is like otherwise does not seem to be brain damaged, but in this case may, uh, to the casual observer, appear to be so because he starts in the worst possible, stupidest possible response, which is, well, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I he did tell you like two weeks ago, right, that this was going to be coming up. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like maybe he did give you some notice. And then she's like, uh, no, like he didn't. He said that maybe there would be a presentation coming up, but I certainly didn't know that it was coming up soon and, you know, that she tries to get back on track. So he's such an asshole and I don't know. I really don't know if this career is the right one for me. And then here comes, you know, helpful again with, well, you know, every so often, you know, it seems like you you regret your career choice, but, you know, it just seems to have to do with your mood. It really doesn't seem to have to do with anything else. So if I could just play devil's advocate, I mean, I, I might suggest that in any career that you were in, you know, there would be ups and downs and you'd be experiencing similar levels of boredom and frustration. And by this time, like this guy isn't going to be getting laid in weeks. You know, we could just start the count right now because she is so irritated that instead of being supportive and just nice he's just being what she probably thinks of as just an asshole or maybe she thinks it's specifically playing devil's advocate so either way why do guys do this well some guys do it because they're really smart and they like being smart and smart is a skill that helps them at work and so they think that they are being really smart problem solvers and adding value and the guys love to add value and what they don't realize is she didn't ask any questions there was like no questions in this sometimes a guy will playing devil's advocate say haha but if there is a question you know then this would be appropriate no it's never appropriate so if she's like Oh my God, what do you think of my boss? Isn't he such an asshole? That's not a question. That's like no question. Who cares? Are you going to be having sex with the boss later? Certainly not. So you don't need to be on the boss's side. You know, by being on the boss's side, you just show that you're not on your wife's side and thereby condemn yourself to a sexless, 
evening and or month, you know, depending on what her uh, latent libido level is. So so what we're saying here is you are never supposed to take the other person's side against your wife unless there is like some sort of massive reason to do so. Like, you know, your your wife is, um, it, it, it's your wife and she's holding out a gun and she's going to shoot your mother. Then you can get your mother out of harm's way. Then you could take someone else's side. But really, you're not supposed to take anybody else's side. And that's what this is taken as. Every time you play devil's advocate in this way, it's taken as that you're not on your wife's side because you're not, you know? So it's like, it's like you wouldn't do it to probably just a random uh, work friend, especially a female probably at work. You would know to be nice. You would know to be like, yeah, he's such an asshole. And then just leave it there. Or if you don't want to be uh, remembered as saying the boss is an asshole, you could be like, wow, that sucks. It sucks that you have to do your presentation in just one day. That's going to be rough. I'm sorry. Right? So you could empathize. So what does empathize mean? The opposite of devil's advocate? It's first of all, it's the opposite in so many ways. So devil's advocate is very cognitive. So as I said, one reason guys do this is they like to be smart and add value and the and extending that, they're more comfortable in the realm of cognition than emotion. So they're intellectualizers versus emotion feelers. So this comes forth in that the wife is feeling an emotion, she's feeling frustration, stress, over Overwhelm, um, possibly anger, sadness. The man is feeling none of those. He just comes in like this clever asshole that's saying, well, I don't know. Why don't you think about it like this? And literally, like, a, like she just like becomes the opposite of turned on. She becomes beyond turned off. She's like, why is literally my husband on the side of my boss? This doesn't make any sense. And it's the same thing if she's complaining about anything. Because these are the situations where guys um, come in and play devil's advocate is when the wife is unhappy. The other reason that they do it, in addition to adding value in this kind of being clever way, is that they are bad communicators. They were not close with women growing up. Their mother weren't very close to their mother or and or their mother was not a big verbal communicator. Because if Guys know how not to do this if they grew up close to their mother. They don't do it as much. But guys who grew up in a very male-dominated house and uh, and or had a mother that was not very into expressing emotions, they have no fucking idea what to do. So they're flying blind. So they genuinely think this might cheer her up. They genuinely think that her problem is thinking that her boss is an asshole. And if they just convince her he's not an asshole, somehow she's going to feel better. No, she's not. She's going to feel worse because you've been spending your time trying to convince her of a different fact instead of saying, oh, sweetheart, that sucks. I'm sorry, which is what you need to do. So I've spoken about this before in, and I've written a blog post that you should listen to the emotion, not the content when your wife speaks. And this is, um, this, this is an exact example of when you got to do that. So she's coming in and she's saying, I am upset. Now, if you're like, no, she didn't say those words. She said, my boss is an asshole. I don't care. Turn off the volume of this movie and see what does the character, your wife, look like? Does she look happy or sad? She looks sad. She looks mad. She looks like she's feeling bad. Dr. Seuss there. So if she's feeling those things, why are you coming in in a different kind of emotion? It doesn't help. It's never going to make her like 
calm down to see that you don't give a shit because that's how it comes off is that you don't give a shit and you're just in this realm of the cognitive just shooting the shit about like why her boss isn't really an asshole no when your wife is upset you comfort her so that's empathy and that is uh sympathy and all the thespies (laughs) you know just come in and be kind and nice and loving say oh sweetheart that sucks I'm sorry so that's really all that she wants you to do so if I if she was in my office or listening to this podcast I would say if your husband tends to be this super rational um, only fact oriented guy then help him out come in and say I'm really sad and I feel really irritated and uh, I'm not going to get to hang out with the kids tonight instead I have to do this presentation that I feel was uh, sprung on me and what I need from you is loving support and hugs and kisses now if she could remember to do that then awesome then she's like an ace communicator but most people yourself included if you're honest if you're a man you can't remember to say whatever stupid shit that is you know like that's not real that's not like what you know that's like what a couples counselor tells you to say that you can never remember to say so in reality people need to get somewhere in between so it would be great if she could come in and say I need a hug I'm feeling so bad but honestly sometimes when she says that the guy gives her a hug and then he tries to tell her the boss isn't an asshole anyway so what I'm saying here is a very very clear rule that you don't have to remember different uh, couples counselor friendly ways of responding literally it's never play devil's advocate never argue the other side never because it's never going to be what she wants. It, that, that isn't problem solving. Now, if your wife comes to you and she says, can you help me figure out how to uh, be in a different career and how to uh, and what other career I should be in, then help, you know? And maybe that could even be the time to say, you know, I think you'd be good at all these things. I do sometimes wonder if, you know, you get frustrated, if, if people get, would get frustrated with anything. Maybe you could say it. If she's literally in a mode where she's asking you to brainstorm, then she's going to be more responsive to this cognitive side of communication. But if she is coming in, and if you turned off the volume and just looked at the video of your wife, which I entreat you to do a lot, many men are thinking, would that I could <laughs> turn off the volume. But no, I mean, in your mind, turn off the volume and say, what would, it, if this was a movie with subtitles and I couldn't see the subtitles, what would I think about this woman right now? What is she feeling? What does she want? If you can get to where you can see that, you can see that she wants comfort. Comfort means that you come forward and you say, oh, sweetheart, that's, or honey, or just her name or whatever you say to her, that's terrible. I'm sorry. That's really hard. Sometimes you could say, I'll be here for you if you need any help. Cause like in the situation I'm saying, um, as, as I, my hypothetical, I'm saying the woman is anxious because, or sad because she's not going to get to spend time with her kids tonight, with, and, uh, and instead she feels that she has to do this presentation, which is going to take away her time. So in that case, a man could say something like, I got dinner covered, and you could just hang out with the kids after you do your presentation because uh, you won't have to cook dinner. Well, that would be a nice thing to say. That's also, by the way, problem solving, but it's doing it in a way where you're not arguing with her, <laughs> 
Like that's the last thing that a woman wants. And probably like, if you think about it, it's probably the last thing you would want too. Like if you came in and you were like, goddamn car doesn't work, some bullshit. You know, I took it last time. The guy told me that this was fixed and it's not fucking fixed. Now I'm going to have to, instead of going to work the first thing in the morning, I'm going to have to take the car in. This is so annoying. You know, would you really want her to say, well, perhaps the mechanic did fix the issue, hon, but there was something else gone wrong. And, you know, that's just the way things go in the world of car repair. I mean, you'd be like, oh, shut up, you know, because it's really not useful and doesn't make you feel close and it doesn't make you feel comforted. And in fact, another reason why people play devil's advocate, uh, particularly men, is uh, they're being passive aggressive. Like they literally, they're sick of her complaining. And so they want to say, oh, you know what? Maybe there's some other ways to think about it that aren't always so wow, wow, mournful and upset all the damn time. (laughs) I mean, for real. I mean, this is how, you know, I work with a lot of couples. People have a lot of resentment. And if this is you and if you do a deep dive and you're like, yeah, I do play devil's advocate because I'm so sick of everything being a goddamn problem. Well, then many things. A, you probably have to work on your empathy. B, if your wife really is negative all the time, she's probably struggling with some kind of depression, which means if you're responding badly, it's not going to help anything. It's only going to make things worse for her and for your children, you know, because she needs support. And also, perhaps y'all should be in counseling, right? Because if she is really, truly negative all the time about everything, a couple's counselor will pick up on that and will refer her to individual therapy to supplement and or will address it within the joint sessions. But you being a dick is never going to change her from a negative person to a positive person. It's only going to make it worse because now she is a negative person who does not feel supported in her marriage. So... These are the general reasons that people play devil's advocate. Women hate it. Women absolutely hate it. And this is why women say, you know, this stupid thing that I don't think women should say because it's never really true, which is, I just want you to listen. Then every man who's ever had like talked to a woman or even like seen one on the street is like, that's some bullshit because I try. I try to just listen. And if I just listen, then you're like, what do you think? What do you think? Or, or you, you know, the woman tries to get some kind of response because that's fake. Like that's something that women have seen, I don't know, in the popular media that men should just listen. This isn't real. That isn't what other women do. That's not what her friends or her mom or whoever she likes to talk to does. Those people actually help and problem solve too. But also they empathize. Their voice sounds like it has some emotion in it that is relevant to the issue at hand. The people that your wife likes to talk to, you know, uh, you may say, I'm not a woman. Well, you, you know, you can also be an empathic man. There's also maybe some men, I hope not, but there could potentially be some men that are more empathic that she would like to talk to more because they aren't being a jerk. So anybody, male or female, who connects with people easily, including the aforementioned men that have had close relationships with their mothers and or older sisters growing up, those are historically uh, the men who are good with women, and that bears out in my practice as well, those kind of men also answer with empathy. So this isn't really as much of a gender issue. It certainly is a gender issue, but there are also men that are very masculine and successful with women that are empathic and loving and comforting. So it's not like the only way that men respond is this. That isn't real. And sometimes 
women don't know what they want in terms of communication, what they're saying is, I just want you to listen. But then, of course, if the man literally just listened, she doesn't want that, then she might as well be talking to a stuffed animal, right? So then she's going to be like, what do you think? And then the guy's like, well, what I think is really maybe your boss, you know, did give you some, uh, some more lead time on this, and then things go to shit. So what the woman really wants is not just a supportive listener, but she wants somebody who's going to come in and help and give comfort. And the best way for you to give comfort is by showing some emotion in your voice that indicates that you care about her, not to be some stoic rock because it doesn't seem like you care about her. Obviously, it's like if your kid comes home and was like, I didn't get into the school play, you're gonna be like, oh, I'm sorry, that sucks, you know, I'm sorry that happened. You're not to be like, oh, well, you know what? You weren't a really very good actor anyway, and you probably wouldn't have stuck with the play, son. You know what I mean? You don't say that. So don't say that to the wife either. It doesn't make any sense. Nobody wants to be argued out of their feelings, and that's how it comes off. So if you're saying, how can I problem solve that won't make my wife be like, oh, you try to do is solve things in the way that I said before. Oh, I'm so sorry, sweetheart. That sucks. Um, I'm going to come in and, you know, make dinner or do bath time or whatever so that you have some extra time. And this goes back, by the way, to my podcast on helping your partner protect themselves from their worst self. So in that case, we were talking about, like, would you leave chips in the house if your partner constantly eats chips? No. Also, like, in this case, are you going to let your wife like get herself like all, you know, messed up in her head because she's trying to scramble doing the dinner and doing the bath time and then doing her presentation until 1 a.m.? No, that wouldn't be good for her. What would be good for her is if you took some stuff off her plate in that way. So that's the kind of problem solving anyone could get behind. And I'm sure you would like that kind of problem solving yourself. So if you came in and you were like, oh shit, you know, I got to take the car in in the morning because the shit went down. And your wife said to you, hey, I have an idea. Um, I I could take the car in because I could just switch um, my meeting from this time to this time. Yeah, you would love that. Who wouldn't love that? You may not even let her do it because you could be like, well, whatever, you know, I could do it. You know, don't mess up your schedule too. But you would like the offer. So women obviously would like a problem-solving offer at the actual problem that they have. The problem that she had is she's upset and overwhelmed. She did not say, I have a problem with how I'm thinking about my boss, and I'd really like some more input on different ways that I could perceive my boss. No, that's not her problem. Her problem, she feels overwhelmed and stressed. So just like in that example with the car, your problem isn't that you need a wider perspective on the vicissitudes of car maintenance like that isn't your problem your problem is that you're mad and overwhelmed and now your schedule for tomorrow sucks so anyway I hope that this podcast is something that you can listen to with a partner and discuss, particularly if playing devil's advocate has been an issue in your relationship and or your wife thinks you communicate like a jerk because she probably means this. And you might as well ask her, might as well ask her to listen to the podcast and be like, is this what I do when you say that I quote problem solve? Is it in reality that I'm playing devil's advocate trying to argue you out of your emotions and in fact not problem solving in any way that actually solves your actual problem? Problem. And probably she will say 
Yes, that is correct. Or maybe she will say no. But either way, you're going to be having a conversation. And that is progress for the majority of couples to be able to have a different sort of conversation, a wider perspective on their communication issues that isn't just the same shit back and forth. Oh, you don't listen to me. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You could do that until you die or else you could try to have a different sort of perspective that could open the conversation up with a wider lens. Uh, and couples counseling can do that and also also, any other sort of format can help put you on that path. You know, this is obviously the sort of thing that we do in couples work is look at the dynamic of what's going on in the conversations and see what is going so terribly awry and how to, um, how to get it back on track. So and another thing is you really should listen to my Attachment Theory podcast and my Mr. Perfect and His Crazy Wife podcast because Mr. Perfects and men with avoidant attachment frequently play devil's advocate because they are just in the realm of the cognitive. And when they're partnered with more emotional women, that this is the, 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 the dynamite that, you know, explodes here. When you have a very cognitively oriented man who denies having any vulnerable emotions, confronted with a woman's vulnerable emotion, that is uh, usually a very dangerous scenario for uh, the couple's communication and for their evening and, as I said, their week or month or what have you thereafter. All right, hope you guys like this, and please do subscribe, and I'll talk to you all soon.